Welcome to Talking Sense. I'm Mark Osorio. And I'm Teresa Arago. We're financial advisors, and if there's one thing we understand, it's that money can be confusing. So get ready, because we're breaking down what you don't know about money today on Talking Sense. When you're preparing to bring home a little one, whether through pregnancy, surrogacy, or adoption, there are so many changes that your growing family will need to plan for. But as you get the house ready for your new bundle of joy, don't forget to also prepare your finances. And there are a ton of gift guides out there to help you with like what to have in your house and what things (laughs) to put on your registry. But you know, I could not find a really good financial prep checklist. So we're going to help you focus on three areas of your financial life and give you some you know, steps that you can follow to set yourself up to win in this transition. And, and I know, Mark, you have a ton of experience with this. So I, I feel like you're the say, expert for this show. Just uh, <laughs> heads up, you're not going to be hearing much from me on this <laughs> on this episode. It's going to be a I've got a support. little bit of practice with bringing little ones home. So I'm going to be speaking from experiences that I've had, plus some research that we did. Mm-hmm. Um, but we came up with three real general areas and then some specific topics within each one. So we're going to talk about budget changes, which a lot of people know those are coming. But there's some areas that people tend to get kind of shocked by time management changes and then risk management changes. So starting with budget changes. There are some that you hear about, and these are probably the ones you've heard friends talking about. Yeah. The cost of Diapers. daycare. Oh my God, they're so expensive. <laughs> yes, formula. You know, oh, yeah. I've heard, like, that there's no formula to be found anywhere. So there's been a so shortage. Long. It has gotten better from what I understand. Okay. I don't have little bitty ones right now, but I've, I've seen more on the shelves when I go grocery shopping, which is encouraging. Okay. But it is. I mean, just the cost of diapers can mm. be phenomenal. Um, but there are a lot of things that don't really draw the attention and that may slip past you and you kind of get shocked by it. Mm -hmm. One of those is parental leave. So if you're taking maternity leave or paternity leave, does your employer pay for that? And if so, how much do they pay for? You know, some employers will give you ridiculously long ones, not really, no amount of time (laughs) is ridiculously long, I will say. But, you know, some give you longer, some give you as little as two weeks, some give you none. Yeah. So first thing you've got to do is plan ahead for that missed income because missing a paycheck, if you haven't planned for it, can be huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is definitely something that I've heard quite a bit of. And you know, here around the office, uh, there's been a good amount of babies in, <laughs> over just the a past few in the last few four years. years. Yeah, so you know, it's been really cool to see just how you know uh, the company has really stepped up to provide maternity and paternity leave uh, mm-hmm. for for the employees. Uh, and this was really a concept that I was introduced to back when I went to Yosemite, um, I guess that was like six years ago. Mm-hmm. And I ran into this, I think they were Scandinavian, this couple that had just had a baby. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and I, we were just talking and they said, oh yeah, you know, we're we're on holiday, uh, just traveling and blah, blah, like we just had a baby. And I'm like, oh, that's so cool. And like, yeah, you know, like uh, our government gives us like, I can't remember if it was six months or a year mm-hmm. of just, you know, like off anytime that you have a oh, baby. That would be wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Most places on average are going to give you six weeks unless mm-hmm. you have a cesarean and then they usually will give you eight. I was able to take eight here with Gen Wealth, mm-hmm. but part of that was also on my own dime. Mm-hmm. So I, I planned ahead for that. We've changed it since then. I think we actually offer eight now. But regardless, whatever your employer has, when you realize you are expecting, mm-hmm. take some time to ask. Go ahead and be your own advocate and find that out. And another thing, if you've ever had any medical procedure at a hospital, mm-hmm. one thing you will find is that it's not just one bill. 
you're going to get a bill from your OB, which you've probably been paying as you go, but that's, they do that with certain assumptions. They're going to assume whether you're going to have, you know, cesarean delivery or the other type. I'm not going to go into those words on radio because it might embarrass Mark. Um, there's certain assumptions they make to what you're going to utilize. So if you end up going a different route, that will change that. Mm. The hospital is going to send you a bill. The anesthesiologist is going to send you a bill if you use them. The lab is going to send you a bill. So you think you're just going to get this one bill and you'll be able to manage it. No, you're going to get a lot of bills. You do know my mom's an OBGYN, right? I didn't know that. Just just going to put that out there. That's good to know. (laughs) Well, then you wouldn't be blushing, but maybe someone on the radio would. So we'll we'll keep it (laughs) G-rated. But yeah, no, I've totally had this experience as far as, you know, going to the doctor and then seeing how much I have to pay for it later. Uh, and with I, all the different medical bills. The first time when I had Lucas, I remember going, are these legitimate? Mm-hmm. Why am I getting bills from someone I don't remember having helped me? But mm-hmm. apparently they did. And I just didn't see them because they were in a lab somewhere reading my blood work. You're right. I was like, okay, yeah. cool. Um, you know, didn't even actually get to meet you and I get to pay you. Wonderful. Yeah. So the planning point here is make sure to have buffer right in that budget to make sure that for all these things, the incidentals, you know, things mm-hmm. that come up. Right on top of the the medical bills and little hidden chargers that Mm -hmm. you might not be aware of, you know, that that doesn't all of a sudden put you in a big setback. Yes. So if you've got that buffer in there, then what you can do is over those first six months, just track your spending and see where you end up. That way you can adjust your budget after you've kind of gotten through that adjustment period. You can make those changes to your budget going forward without having, you know, that burden of now I'm in debt because you don't want to have to use credit for things if you can plan ahead for them which is what we're hoping you can do yeah so those are some budget changes to look at the next thing is going to be time management changes and and this is true in life in general but when you've had a baby there's a level of exhaustion that you will find (laughs) that you cannot mark i'm telling you you cannot appreciate (laughs) this um and for me and many others exhaustion equals disorganization Mm. i mean i have finals week my husband legitimately picked up the baby upside down one time and was trying to give give her a bottle. So, so yeah, there are things that you will do when you're exhausted that do not make sense. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to your finances, there are things you can do to help yourself out in anticipation of that. Mm-hmm. And we talk about this in other areas just in general in helping yourself win financially, but it's automation. And certainly when we're talking about automation, we're generally talking about if you have a lot of bills, right? If you mm-hmm. have a lot of things that you have to, to cover, if you are in some sort of uh, debt crisis where you've got multiple like lines of credit and just things that you need to stay on top of, automation is a huge, huge benefit. But and I've told people before, I've never not paid a bill because I didn't have the money. Mm-hmm. I have not paid a bill because I forgot Exactly. So what what I did, you know, when I had Lucas, it was a little more challenging because people just didn't have the options of automating a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Every single bill I have now as a result of future pregnancies Mm -hmm. is automated to include the credit card that I use. I have one credit card that I use for points and I pay it off every month. But I even set it up where it's automated because time Mm -hmm. is it gets away from you. And when you're exhausted, you don't want to pay late fees when you had the money to pay a bill. You don't want to pay a missed payment fee because you just forgot that that just kind of like gets into the pit of my stomach when I, Mm -hmm. when I pay a late Mm -hmm. fee. So I have all of my bills set up on automation. Yeah. I'm sure if Joey 
listens to this podcast and hears about future pregnancies, I'm sure it might not, have a heart attack. We've so solved might, this problem. We're might, done. Might, <laughs> might need to save for that medical bill. <laughs> and then the next thing is savings. You've got savings goals you're working towards, hopefully. And when you have this new baby, again, you're going to be tired, exhausted. Automate those too. Mm. You can set up your direct deposit from your employer to split. Most employers allow you to use two to three bank accounts when you're doing your direct deposit setup. And you can designate that you want that to continue on your own. Mm. Or you can go onto your bank and set up automatic transfers from your checking to your savings if you want to allow that to continue that process. And with your investments, same thing. Mm. Systematic contributions, setting those up where they, they're going to happen whether you remember to write a check or not. Yep. People, assuming people even have checks these days. Do, I don't know about that. Do you guys have checks? No. That's what I thought. No. <laughs> but one thing that uh, you did mention that I really liked was you know, in regards to uh, diapers and formula and all of these other things that that you still need, You know, but that create time crunches because it's not like you can just up and go to the grocery store at any time. You know, if baby's mm-hmm. down With for a nap ones. or mm-hmm. yeah, you have a lot of more responsibilities. So there's a lot of services out there that allow you to subscribe and get that those kinds of things those items that you need in the mail that way you you know you can stay in the comfort Mm -hmm. of your home and save time those things that you know you're going to use every day Mm -hmm. what we did was set them up with a subscription service that saved us like 10 or 15 percent just by having it automated Mm -hmm. so not only were we getting those things delivered to our door we were also saving a little bit on them yeah. And we were going to use them. Now, the thing to watch out for that, and I'm going to tell a little tale on myself. <laughs> it, it worked out. It was fine. But we use Amazon subscribe and save. Mm-hmm. And I uh, had set up toilet paper on that. It, basically like toilet paper, paper towels, diapers, wipes, dog food. Those are the things that we always have just mm-hmm. delivered. But it's really important that you pay attention to the time frames of when you're having things delivered because you get large quantities usually when you're doing this. And I got a large quantity of toilet paper. Cool. <laughs> we have seven people in the home right now. It made sense. And then two weeks later, I got a large quantity of toilet paper again. <laughs> so the the good thing is that COVID happened shortly after that. And we were in good shape for that. We actually were like taking toilet paper to neighbors and telling them if they needed more, let us know. Uh-huh, um, that explains a few things. So maybe maybe the shortage wasn't covered later. Maybe, maybe it was, it was just fault. An, a sudden burst of new parents. It was it was people trying to set up things and not paying attention. That's that's exactly what it was. No. But it, you know, the the moral of that is be cautious to not over order when you do that. But, you know, Amazon is one service. There are tons of places that will provide delivery services that you can set up automated to help yourself with not having to go chase those things. And for me, the dog food thing was I wasn't allowed to lift over a certain amount. Mm -hmm. And so it being delivered to my door meant I wasn't trying to get it off of a shelf, into the cart, out to the car, you know, all of that. Mm -hmm. I was able to just have my son grab it off the porch, bring it in and put it up. So it's not just about saving time it's also about just convenience when yeah. you're dealing with the new baby and all the chaos there maybe you actually might have time to take a shower who knows <laughs> you new moms know what i'm talking about or eat warm food mm. that might give you the time to eat warm food who knows simple things in life <laughs> I know that we've been talking about a lot of practical things to help you out during this time but i want to make sure that we spend some good time as well on these next topics which mm-hmm. are risk management changes and that's a fancy way of saying your family has new protection needs. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the first thing is health insurance. And this is something you may have to think ahead on because there's open enrollment usually mm-hmm. once a year. 
But as you're thinking about expanding your family, you and your spouse may be super healthy and a high deductible plan may have made a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. But if you have a new baby that needs to go for well visits every every week at first and then at once a month for the first year of their life. Yeah, because you're going to be freaking out about every little listen, cough. Every little listen, <laughs> as a mama, let me tell you something. bump that appears if on. If you <laughs> are worried as a new mom, trust your gut. Because there have been many stories with moms, not anything crazy, but like mm. when my kid's acting weird, there have been times where I go to the doctor one day and they're like, they're fine. And I the next morning they're still acting weird. And we go back and it's like, oh, wow, they have a double ear infection. Trust your gut. But you're right. Mm-hmm. Babies, that first year of life, they get sick a lot. Mm-hmm. They just, they do. It, there's all these new germs. Their bodies have to get adjusted. But it's important to think about that. Because if you only went to the doctor maybe once a year during flu season or something like that, that high deductible plan may have worked for you. Mm-hmm. But when you're having all of these visits and you're having to pay out of pocket for those, that can get really expensive and be very detrimental to your overall mm-hmm. finances. So if you have the opportunity to shift to something that has co-pays and a lower deductible, that may make sense to do to prepare for that new adventure. Definitely a big topic as far as health insurance goes, but also life insurance. Mm-hmm. I know that as families grow and you know you get dependents, right? I don't know if it's your first, your second, your third, your eighth, right? That only increases the need to have more life insurance. A lot of people think life insurance is just to cover the debt. Right. Mm-hmm. They'll get it based on what their mortgage is or based on what credit card debt or student loan debt they have. But a lot. Of, but the, the kind of blind spot is you're missing income. So if something were to happen to me, mm-hmm. I bring an income into my family. We are a two income family. So mm-hmm. I need to have enough coverage to replace my income for however long needs to be replaced for my family. Mm-hmm. I'm also contributing to an employer plan, which is part of our retirement goals for my husband and I. Mm-hmm. So if I'm no longer in the equation, how are we going to make sure he can retire someday and, you know, have I'm not trying to get him like, you know, the fancy house. And I know those numbers can feel I've heard people talk about, oh, I'm going to be paying for the pool boy. Not necessarily. <laughs> I hope not. Yeah. Um, but what you're doing is making sure they have a house. You're making exactly. sure that, you know, if your spouse doesn't earn as much as you, that you, they're not having to move just because you're not here. That your kids have a college savings yes, fund, right? Yes. So you've got to think of it more in those terms mm-hmm. and, and get coverage that's going to do that. Yeah, that, that's absolutely crucial. And the next topic is also very important, mm-hmm. uh, state planning needs. Yes. A lot of people don't realize the chaos that can happen when you're not here anymore for your children, especially if you have young children and something happens to both you and your spouse. You have the ability to dictate to a degree who would be the caregiver for your kids, because alternatively, if something were to happen to you and your spouse, um, not even counting all the probate stuff. And if you don't know about probate, look it up. It's a lot of chaos. But basically it's like your family gets to now fight over who gets the kids. Yeah. And very seldom is there just an easy transition. Both grandparents love them. All the aunts and uncles probably love them. And they're all going to want to argue over who gets the kids, which leaves the kids in a very precarious position. And then the courts get to decide Mm -hmm. if you can go in proactively create a plan, then that saves a lot of the, the chaos when your kids are already going through a lot. So that's super important. And then also it can protect your assets Mm -hmm. for those children and for your spouse. Yeah. I know so, that you were talking about a very important example and mm-hmm. uh, how you set up your estate plan not too long ago for that very purpose. Mm-hmm. So in our situation, because we're younger, I'm going to say younger, I know I'm older than you. 
Um, you know, if something were to happen to just one of us and then we remarry, that can create some chaos for our estate as well and for our children. So what we did is we did some protections there as well. So there's there's a lot that you can do with estate planning. We're not estate planning attorneys, but they go talk to one and see what makes sense for your family and your dynamics. Mm-hmm. So it's time for our two cents, Mark. I'd love to hear your two cents, but first I'm going to give you mine. And, you know, I remember thinking how crazy it was that someone so small could so drastically change my life. That's just the way it works. So take some time to plan ahead for the changes to come and set yourself up to transition smoothly into this new journey. Yeah. And as you prepare to bring your sweet little baby home and as you're putting together all your to do's for that baby, we encourage you to take some time to examine and prepare for the financial changes that you will encounter as well. Thank you for joining us on Talking Sense. We wish you all the best on your new adventure and many blessings. If you haven't already, check out our other episodes to learn more about what you don't know about money. Thanks for listening to Talking Sense. And if you like what you hear, make sure and subscribe to the podcast to get all the newest episodes. The Jim Walt team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com. Or you can call our offices at 866-653-PLAN. That's 866-653-7526. And while we like to have fun here, we're also financial advisors, and that means disclosures. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment, and no strategy can assure success. Jim Walt Financial Advisors is an Arkansas registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC.